you're about to listen to the Pro Wrestling Zone podcast, a Majestic Production property. One of the quickest rising professional wrestling podcasts on the market today and the most entertaining podcast in the history of existence. Please note, before diving into the show, that this is for entertainment purposes only. So myself and Pina Gallery engage in exaggerations, dirty or offensive jokes, and satirical comments. If you are a triggered little snowflake who gets professionally offended, this is not the podcast for you. If you do enjoy our work, we ask that you contribute to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash majestic P. Contributors get access to the Discord, vote on what topic we cover, and enjoy exclusive content such as pay-per-view watch parties. Here's a sample of that from NXT TakeOver Portland. If this is something you believe you would enjoy, visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash MajesticP and become a patron. This ensures that we continue to entertain you for years to come. Without further ado, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, Welcome to, to episode, episode number 26 of the Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Zone. Zone. I am Tiger Height. Peanut Gallery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peter Gallery. Uh, we are going to. You should have having... introduced me. Yes, this is my co-host Peter Gallery. He's gonna be the main person talking today as regards to the main topic, which is uh, the union for professional wrestlers. Yes. And what would the structure would be? But before we get into that, let us cover some news that has come out. Uh, over the past week. Yeah. Bella Twins are going to the Hall of Fame. Um, I was going to... I, I put it out on Twitter, and I had a little bit of a discussion with some people yes. about... Um, did the Bella Twins do enough for the professional wrestling industry to kind of earn their spot in this? It's, you know, WWE Hall of Fame. They have some weird people in there. It's not... It's not a, I don't think it's a real Hall of Fame. There's no building. There's no... I, there's no honor I mean, prestige to it. But I mean, there's not there's not anything for the right. Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, but they still have that. I Yeah, but, you know, with the Bella Twins, here's the thing about these, these individuals, is in order for an individual to even go into the Hall of Fame, the first thing is they actually have to retire. Officially, they actually have to announce their retirement. Yes. That is why you didn't get someone like The Rock or John Cena or, you know, any of those people because they technically have not retired yet. Once right. they do that. Or Triple H or Mr. McMahon right. or anything like that. Once they do that, they can then go into the Hall of Fame. And then the second thing, too, is that you have to be invited and accept that right. you're going into the Hall of Fame. So now, but but that being said, there are still other criterium that right uh, people can discuss. Now, there's no criterium for how impactful the career was. I think there has to be to a point. I think there there should be. It doesn't mean that there is. I think the Bella Twins have done enough. To constantly do at least have them say in there, we're like, yeah, right. That makes sense. I think it was too soon after their retirement, though. Well, you can say the same thing with Edge. Edge, you know, I feel like he was inducted too soon after as well. Honestly, right. I think the Bella Twins did more than I think a lot of people expect. Right. Now, the, the majority of their career, 
uh, it was in a slump for right. women's wrestling. But they also did a lot to push the athleticism, and they got better. Yes, that's uh, true. You know, they also really, like, kicked open that door right. to, you know, to blend the reality side of professional wrestling. It right. got more eyes on the product overall. Right. And you could say that's good. You could say that's bad. I think it's good. I think it gives, so, too. It gives wrestlers who retire another avenue that people now will take them seriously. Right. Now, you know, John Cena does that, too, but... I think the Bellas have said it more as a part of women's professional wrestling. Right. You know, obviously, they're not, they were never like the best of workers, but I'm going to at least say this now. They definitely deserve the spot where they are in now. Yes. Um, they're not the main people going in because remember right. who they're sharing it with. They're sharing it with Batista, they're sharing it with the NWO as right. a faction. There's other people in there. I think this is a really solid Hall of Fame class, though. Ah, so far. I mean, I like it's it. okay. I, I I don't really care much about the, the WWE Hall of Fame. I think it lot, lost a lot of its prestige over the years. Oh, it had, definitely has. And it's not as it's, it's not even as well attended as previous years either. And, right. And it's like, who wants to go? <laughs> make it make it for a reason. Right. Have, have a building for it and have the ceremony right. in that building. That'd right. be cool. That would be cool, like they do with the NFL Hall of Fame in right. Canton. Yeah. That'd be cool, and that'd be super nice. And I think um, I know there is a um, professional wrestling museum. I'm not sure if there's a Hall of Fame building. They sh there should be. I think at some point. I think people would. Yeah. I think a third party person should lay this out. Have like a GoFundMe or something. Well, to get, I to get the proper permits. Everything I, for the I wonder. Of the building. Well, I wonder if I wonder if the WWE is actually going to build a Hall of Fame at their headquarters because they're moving from Titan Tower. I hear that they're actually going to be tearing down the OG Titan Tower and putting the Hall of Fame on that property. Oh, they're not... I thought they were... Oh, I guess they're not selling the site then? No, they're selling... I'm not sure if they're either... They're either selling the site mm -hmm. or they're tearing it down and building the Hall of Fame on that property because huh. they've had that property for. Ever. Yeah, they've had that since like 1980-something, right? Yeah, it's, so. it's been the same. It's I mean, Titan Tower, it's called Titan Tower because it was when it was called Titan Sports. Right. Which was, you know, Vince McMahon senior era. Right. Um, but what else is going on as far as newsworthy items? Um, I believe Tyler Breeze has um, expressed interest in leaving WWE. Okay. Which is pretty big. Yes. Uh, Super Showdown is going to be coming up here quickly. And Super Showdown, actually, this year, there are not very many superstars going to yes. the event. Um, they're, it's they're also not taking place in a stadium. It's taking place in it's an like, arena. Yeah, it's in a concert venue, too. Yeah, it's in a, it looks really interesting. It's in a concert venue. So what does that... I, I wonder if the WWE is starting... I think WWE itself is starting to get dissatisfied with this relationship with Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't be surprised they did be, that whole bullshit with them I, being there. And also now, at the very least, they're not taking as many people over there, one. Right. Which I think is extremely wise. Yes. Because if something happens... Their entire then, roster, the entire SmackDown roster isn't over there. Right. You know, and the, the card looks fine... 
they're not doing some big bullshit tournament, right? For some useless ass trophy. I mean, they're having a gauntlet match, but for it's a for a, match. for a useless ass for trophy, for a useless ass trophy, right? I think they are getting dissatisfied. I think they're getting pissed. I think I don't think they're having a lot of fun with it. I wouldn't be either. I well, one, I wouldn't have worked with them in the first place, right? Um, I mean, I I still think going over there for shows is fine, but don't have like this big ass contract where. You did this gigantic motherfucking show. Right. And, like, really jerked that off because now, in this way, we have two different WrestleManias. Right. And, you know, The Fiend won the Universal Champion at this show, but what if somebody loses this? This this show throws WrestleMania into the air. Right. On what the fuck is going on because you cannot build WrestleMania from the Royal Rumble at this point. Right. You, I mean, other than, like, the people who win the Royal Rumble matches, right. you can't, like, put anything in place because you just never know what's going to happen. Right. This is just another show where somebody can get very injured and throw a big monkey wrench into the WrestleMania plans. Right. Wasting it on a show where half the people don't appreciate it anyways. They people, just, just people don't want to go. People want to do it. It's one right. pain in the ass. Right. And it just doesn't make sense. And it, th- it doesn't make a lot of sense. But, yeah, I noticed and that. They, and, it's, they, and they extended the contract, too. And yeah. I'm not happy it's, about that. It's not taking place at a stadium, though. So we'll see something different this time around, which is interesting. I'm, I'm very curious um, about it. There are rumors that WWE is going to be open, opening up a training center in Japan in yes. the near future. So I think that our next, the next NXT brand is going to be NXT Japan. Which I think is still a huge mistake. I, I don't know. We'll see. It depends on who they can get to kind of run the promotion. <sighs> the, my, my problem with this NXT is that you already have a powerhouse brand there. You're going to be losing. They're not going to have as many people going to that NXT brand. Oh, they're yeah. The they're they're gonna brand. they're gonna say they're gonna have some serious competition out there. Yeah, not not just with New Japan, but with Wrestle One, Pro Wrestling, Noah, Stardom. Right. You're gonna have a lot. Yeah. So, any, speaking, yeah. speaking of WrestleMania, the big WrestleMania changes that have been happening because Mr. McMahon can't make up his goddamn mind. And right um, to what I heard from some sources that. Uh, people are getting really pissed off and stressed because they usually plan for WrestleMania like a couple of months even before the Royal Rumble. Right. And they have not had an established plan right. for what they're going to do with they, the They Universal. have a semi-established card. You you kind of know what kinds of matches are going to be there, but you just don't know what's, what's going to happen. Right. Um, the plan right now, or the plan before, was it was going to be The Fiend versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Champion. And then it was going to be John Cena versus Elias at WrestleMania. Right. I think so. The plan now is that Roman Reigns has been taken out of that, and Elias has been taken out of that, and they're going to have the Fiend versus John Cena for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Not sure what Roman Reigns' plans would be. It's going to probably. I honestly said he's probably going to face Baron Corbin again, or um, what the new rumor is is that he will be facing Goldberg for. For not a championship. It'll just right. be Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Right. Which so, is fine. I, uh, it's a hell of a lot better than what it right. was. And then Elias Elias has lost a lot of his popularity as of late. Yeah, I, he's lost a lot of momentum. He has. He's kind of in SmackDown, mid-card hell. 
um, it is what it is. So right now we just don't know what there is for that. Right. Um, Revolution is coming up this coming Saturday. Not yeah, this coming Saturday. This so coming Saturday today. Yes. Yep. So that means that next week's show is gonna be Saudi Arabia show. And if and, you, and if you and become Revolution. A, and if you become a patron, we will watch the Saudi Arabia show live as it's happening with you guys. And then we will also uh, do the Revolution show live, or we'll do the. Um, Super Showdown show later on that day. Right. We'll probably, yeah, because I don't think a lot we'll, of people we'll, are going to watch it. We'll all watch it together as a big, happy family that you pay to, to watch us watch it. Right. So we'll do so, that. Yeah. And that'll be all good. So, yeah, coming up after the break, I oh, was, there any, was there anything else outside of that that nope. you are aware of? Oh, um, Cody was cleared to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, he had a dislocated big toe. No, it was a. It was a frat. He like chipped something on his big toe after that big moon salt. Yes. There was worry that he won't be medically cleared for Revolution, right. but he will be. So that's good. Uh, the promo after the show went off the air was incredible, and I'm trying to think of anything else really off the top of my head. Not that, that I know of. I can't think of anything. I think that's really it for like big big news that is needing for discussion. All right. So when we come back, I peanut gallery. We'll be doing a monologue yes. on the history of of unions in the professional wrestling industry, what I'm going to classify union as, and what would happen theoretically should there be a pro wrestlers union. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Yep. And we are back from break. I am going to introduce Peanut Gallery for his monologue. I might interject, interject myself a little bit. But really, this part is mentioned for me only yes and so i'll be doing probably 20 25 minutes of the monologue and then we'll have a break and then when we come back from that break we will have a a dis a more discussion like a, a, a little open forum discussion about right it. okay all right oh all right uh other big news that we did met that we did forget to mention congrats to tyson fury oh yes tyson for winning fury. the big fight yes um he's still undefeated Yep, and he took him down. It was a really good fight. I did. I actually had the opportunity to watch it. It was a really good fight. Yep. Anyway, anyways, um, without further ado, uh, let me lay in the groundwork. Uh, no, nope. I'm laying the groundwork. All right. Peanut Gallery lays the groundwork. Okay, fine. Okay. Go ahead. Professional wrestling unions. It's been a big talk recently. Cody Rhodes has mentioned it. Other wrestlers have mentioned it in the past. Now more than ever. There is an opportunity for professional wrestlers to organize. So, the history of professional wrestling unions. Traditionally, professional wrestlers have been classified as independent contractors. The reason that they have been classified as such is to give them freedom to move promotions based on the date. So back when there were territories, a wrestler would be paid on a per-appearance basis. They would be able they were able to travel and keep their name around little territories especially when the nwa was popular to um, be able to go and book the shows on their own terms this practice is still somewhat held today however with the advent of the biggest professional wrestling promotion wwe independent contractors are seen more as employees before WrestleMania 2, I believe, uh, it was Jesse Ventura who had presented to Vince McMahon an idea to form a professional wrestler's union. 
Hulk Hogan had ratted him out about it. And Hulk Hogan had told Vince McMahon that there were talks of a professional wrestler's union because Jesse Ventura was trying to garner support for it. Jesse Ventura, before WrestleMania II, was approached by Mr. McMahon, and Mr. McMahon said, if you mention anything about a union, you're fired. So, Jesse Ventura did not do that. Instead, he countered Vince McMahon by joining the Screen Actors Guild Union. And so then he said, Vince, I've got my retirement, I've got my health insurance because I joined the union for Screen Guild actors. So that is still a major talking point today. I know a couple of other high-profile wrestlers had advocated for a union but the union idea in professional wrestling does present its own challenges, especially with regards to the contractual structure of professional wrestling contracts in general. So, like I had mentioned before, there are some pro wrestling contracts that are true independent contracts where they can appear anywhere regardless of whether it's televised or not, and regardless of what promotion it is. They can still appear anywhere. Those are true independent contractors. I'm thinking of someone like Sabu, who returned to, or will return to Impact soon, because we totally watched that live. Sabu is a true independent contractor. He owns his own name, because he legally registered it, and he can appear at any promotion, televised or not, and just do a one-off wrestling match. Whoop-de-doo. He does that all the time. And so do a lot of these older wrestlers. There are some promotions, say um, ROH or um, AEW, where some wrestlers are semi-independent contractors. They can appear on other wrestling shows that are televised, but their pri their priority in dates is the promotion that they're signed under. So we're talking about the likes of Chris Jericho and John Moxley with um with uh, AEW. So their priority is AEW, but they can appear most famously with um with New Japan. And you got other people like Marty Skrull, who is contractually obligated to ROH, but will still make appearances most famously appearing on NWA. And then there are some other uh, types of contracts where wrestlers can appear at other shows, but they are not televised. So you'll have wrestlers from Impact and NWA appear in smaller local wrestling promotions that are not on TV. As an example, um, the Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas, yes. um, they did the security for the Impact shows, and with that... They had gotten the opportunity to book some people. Yeah, they so. started booking like Daga and Tessa Blanchard for their show. Right, go ahead. Okay. And then you got Example-wise. the. Yeah. And then you got the big one. I'm talking about WWE. WWE's contracts, the wrestlers cannot appear anywhere outside of WWE. So that, under any circumstances, under any circumstance, it, it takes extraordinary circumstances. There are rumors, though, that you can go to Titan Tower and actually request it, but their prices are exorbitant. And if you're a wrestling promoter, you get shot down. So, with that being said, in fact, the WWE's being um, being uh, investigated for this by the IRS about whether they are classified as contractors or as independent employees. 
If you're an independent contractor, you don't get health insurance through the company. Which they don't have. They don't have health insurance. They don't have, uh, they don't have the ad- uh, advantage for taxation. Right. Um, they don't get to control certain aspects of their character, their names, or their likenesses. Um, and they, they just sign it away for the opportunity to work with the WWE. So, with that being said, if you look at the IRS, um, top colleges have done research on whether or not WWE's employees are classified as independent contractors or employees. 20 out of the 26 or 30 different uh, types uh, or, or criteria they use would classify them as employees and not as independent contractors. Right, which means they need to file not a, um I-9 and... Do right. all of that and have health insurance, possibly. Right. So, essentially, what is happening is the WWE is making all this money off of the backs of superstars that don't get health insurance, that don't get their fair share of royalties from licensed products, and even... Um, and going back to um, Jesse Ventura, he, in fact, sued the WWF back in the day because they were using him... Uh, he wasn't being paid his royalties for a video that came out featuring him. And, of right. course, when you sign that contract, essentially you say that anything used in the future cannot cannot be you know, utilized against you. So let's, let's build the case for why it's important that we bring this topic up. Professional wrestlers have it really difficult. They are – they get – None of the benefits of being an employee, but they are treated, especially in the WWE, where they have no control over who they who they can appear with. As you know, they they get all the the negatives that come with being an employee. They don't get any of the positives of being an independent contractor. The reason, and the reason that it's set up that way is because that's the way it's always been done. However, I think that and, – and people like Cody and, and the execs over at AEW are trying to introduce this new structure, the new way of doing business as a wrestling company. The reason that a union would be powerful is because of the insurance and their control over characters and royalties. If any, if a WWE superstar, for example, leaves the WWE and they did not take the time to copyright their name or their likeness, they cannot use it outside of the WWE. That's why people like John Moxley was Dean Ambrose in WWE, and it's very rare that you see that because most wrestlers don't think about it. Another thing that you see, too, is that a lot of these wrestlers, because they don't have guaranteed retirement or health insurance, you see them working at older and older stages of life. And we know the results of that are never good when someone has to wrestle in their 50s or 60s because this is not healthy. But a lot of wrestlers have to do that because they are independent contractors. So a theoretical union would first and foremost be responsible for the well-being of older wrestlers who are in their retirement years and cannot afford these these benefits that they have that that other employees get such as pensions and matching 401k's 
and health insurance for older wrestlers. When wrestlers are working for a wrestling promotion, often if the injury occurs in ring, it is covered by the company. But for many of these smaller promotions, they cannot afford that. Alternatively, um, other, other types of health care, like routine checkups, dental, and vision, are not covered by the company. So there's a gap in the health insurance for wrestlers, both active and inactive, both in the bigger companies and in the independent promotions. So that's another issue that needs to be resolved as well that can be resolved through a unionization or a collective bargaining kind of agreement. So with all those things being said, what would a professional wrestler's union look like? Let's do a theoretical scenario first where we do a WWE-specific specific one because that is the one that's most likely to be unionized if they're investigated by the IRS and they lose that battle. It's it's unlikely that they're going to do that given the current state of politics, but you just never know. A WWE union. So a WWE union would be more akin to the NFL Players Association. It would be directly involved with the operations of the WWE and just provide a voice for WWE wrestlers. A WWE professional wrestlers union would consist of members who are forced, so it's not a voluntary union. They have to become a part of the union if they want to sign this WWE contract. And then that will cover things like health insurance for wrestlers outside of the ring. That will cover things like routine routine health insurance, uh, you know, um, therapy, dental, vision, that kind of thing. Rehab. Yep, that kind of stuff. And it would also give the wrestlers a little bit more bargaining power and legal advice when it comes to their likenesses and characters. So the, the WWE union would be independent of the actual corporation, but it would be kind of like it would be kind of like an employer it would be kind of like an employer group because a lot of the WWE employees that are not wrestlers are full employees. They get the benefits. They are part of a union. They get their own stuff. A lot of the production staff might be part of the producers' unions. Those aren't associated, but the WWE-associated one would just be an extension, a company-specific one. The problem with establishing a full-time wrestlers' union is that these companies don't talk to each other. So we might get we might get independent professional wrestlers unions based on the individual companies. An overarching professional wrestlers union I could see theoretically being possible, but that would be a voluntary union and their priority would be the continuation of health insurance for retired wrestlers along with the provisions of a um of a uh, of a pension for wrestlers who are entering into their retirement years to pay for ongoing medical costs and and standard of living. A union like that would also be responsible, perhaps, for appearances that are not wrestling-related, such as autograph signings, charity events, etc. With with, With that being said, 
that's kind of where I see a professional wrestler's union kind of coming into play. A union of all professional wrestlers I don't think is going to be possible because of the way the companies are structured. And because I don't think it's going to be possible for wrestlers to say, for example, if you're a professional wrestler for WWE, they don't want you to be associated with someone from AEW. They don't want to pay into something that they see as an AEW problem or or what have you. So I think that each company or groups of companies, if you consider the fact that a lot of these wrestling companies, they do partnerships with each other, say, you know, like AEW and, um, and AAA, for example. They have a partnership. You could see the partnerships having different unions as well, perhaps to combine resources and get more bargaining power for things such as health insurance plans and 401k plans and the like. The retire the retirees professional wrestlers union I could see down the road, but that's going to be a lot more difficult because it cannot be tied to a specific wrestling company. As a wrestler, you work for more than one promotion. It's very likely that you work for more than one promotion throughout your life. So you don't want to be you don't want to be tied to one promotion upon retirement because then that might limit some of the freedoms that you might want to enjoy such as autograph signings and the like. But with that being said, I think it is important for wrestlers to form the idea of having at least a partial union, perhaps one that is more akin to the NFLPA where it's more of a bargaining chip where a group of wrestlers get together and they have this they have this union that goes up against the people at the top and says, hey, we want a voice because we're the ones putting everything on the line. And while the company does support some, you know, like like I said, if the wrestler gets injured, it's covered by the company. But you want more than that. You want to be able to provide not only for yourself, but maybe even for your family, good health insurance the ability to build up a nest egg for yourself should things go awry and more bargaining power at the negotiating table. And then two, the ability to control your names and likenesses so that you don't have to go behind the backs like like Charlotte Flair and Andrade did and and the whole heap of, of problems with Vince because they're like, oh crap, they just copywritten these names and these likenesses. So all in all, I do see that as a positive thing. With the WWE, I don't see that because they tend to change the names of a lot of wrestlers when they do sign. But providing that legal counsel to at least if you want to take your name with you, you can do that and say, hey, Vince, I want to buy my name from you for X number for X amount of money. And I want that to be written in my contract as well. Because now more than ever, it is important for wrestlers to have the ability to to um, to uh, keep their names because their names are very well known and can be used in future wrestling promotions. So I want to hear what all your thoughts are with regards to Professional Wrestlers Union. That's just one out of many theories that could happen. Of course, anything can happen, but that, according to all the information I have and got, is the most likely of scenarios how 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 soon do we want to see this time frame? 
I don't see this happening in the next year. I might see this happening in the next five years. And that, again, is going to depend on who is in power. Because with with everything that's going on in politics these days, if you got some powerful backers in the government, say we have Bernie Sanders win 2020 presidential elections, it might happen sooner. If we see four more years of Trump, it might happen a little bit down the road. It really also depends who is in power. So... That's kind of what I have. Okay. Um, um we will um we after this next break we're going to have it like a decent maybe five, ten minute open forum discussion yeah. between you and myself on aspects that I thought about while you were doing your monologue and then also maybe some questions that I had that arose from what it is. Yeah. Or from what you propose. Yeah, absolutely. So when we come back we'll do that and uh stay
All right, and we are back with the um, open forum discussion based on the pro wrestler union that Peanut Gallery presented to us all. Um, my thing is, is that if, because I don't believe that the company's power um, in these will affect anybody, honestly, okay. because if they are independent contractors, the union that you proposed would not go to the companies and saying, can we work with these people? The people there have the power, or the wrestlers right. have their, and I'm sorry, you're not going to not sign Cody Rhodes because he's part of this pro wrestler union, no, no, and they have yeah. a more bargaining power. Exactly, so, it, it doesn't so, matter. so w any, any professional wrestler union would have to come from the company's desire no. to have one. Yeah. No, 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 it doesn't matter. It would come from the wrestler's desire because they're independent contractors. And they will say, oh, um, I want AEW. Okay, let's say Peanut Gallery. You start wrestling for some god-awful reason, and you are a part of this independent, outside of any other company's union. Yeah. Where you get the health insurance, you get a retirement plan that the company really doesn't have to worry about entirely. Right. Uh, and AEW approaches you and wanting you to sign a contract. And because those are two separate entities, right. they're not going to care. Right. They're going to say, you have this You have media, the right. You have the right. You have this social media following. You're a really good wrestler. Right. We can use you in our promotion but... to really to, to make us some money, too. Right, but... I'm, I'm a part of this pro wrestler union, blah, blah, blah. But there's a but. But I'm also... But you're also a part of a union. Therefore, I don't have... I, I don't need to hire you. So, yeah, but, but also that, the rest of, also if you get an it, it depends on how many people you get on board right. as a part of this union. If you get like big heavy hitter people on there like the Lucha Brothers, John Cena, blah blah blah, obviously right. examples. But if you get a lot of these people on here where uh, you know a company like AEW, they're not going to give a right. fuck. Honestly, they're right. like, "Oh, you're a part of this wrestler union, but we can see that but we can the, make a lot of fucking money on your name." But here's the thing that I say too about that is that it does limit your earning potential if you if the union is separate from the company. I'm thinking like you used to work for Meyer. Yes. The Meyer Union. Yes. You had to sign that. I that had, I had to be a part of that. The is union. that is kind of what I was thinking. So like the major grocery chains, they have their own unions. Yes. And that union if you quit the company for whatever reason, you're no longer a part of that union. Yes. So that's what I was saying is that the union, so you have the WWE Wrestlers Union. It is in the same office building as WWE HQ, but it is led by professional wrestlers or Hall of Famers or ambassadors that talk to Vince McMahon and company on behalf of the professional wrestlers. There has to be a over, there has to be a like a governing body that ensures that these wrestlers unions don't get too powerful and that and might right outside of wrestling right or um you know influencing and, and that other might wrestlers that people. might be where you know how i said the retired professional wrestlers union right maybe they are maybe they are they, the governing they, they body for right. for the people and they appoint someone to be a representative you know, we, for we, we each a, union we, we had a bit, we had a bit of a discussion about this um on friday when we went out for food yeah um about what the overbought the 
structure would be overall because you can't have these unions go willy-nilly or else you're going to have a really big situation right so maybe having a self-regulating body outside of the unions that have the power to override maybe some measures right certain precautions about not only that company within of itself but the union that helps the wrestlers right but when the wrestler is active and they work for a certain company the union that they work under also has to be tied to that company well yeah i mean uh i mean i don't think it has to be and i think ventura was when ventura proposed this the territory still existed, and he wanted to protect everybody, not just WWE at the time. Right, but so, I just don't think a system like that would work just because then the wrestling companies have the rights to terminate your contract. But these companies still need people. They still need bodies in there, so in a way, they're not going to care, I don't think, about a specific union. I, I, think, some, I think some companies won't care, but I think a, a lot of the big ones will. I don't think so. I think so. Mm. You cannot have a union outside of the company. You can have one that oversees the unions that are within the companies, but I'm thinking like the Meyer Union. It is a part. It is a well, union. There, there are like gross. There are baggers unions that are outside of that company as well. Right, and that that work for the the whole country, the whole right. world. Right, and there are some unions like that, like the pilots' union. Right, that work, but. You know, then they they make these contracts with individual airlines for these certain benefits. So it could theoretically work. I just don't see the wrestling unions taking that structure. You don't think? I mean, I don't I, think so. Be, well, because it's, it's of, hard. the The hard thing is you cannot determine who then is a professional wrestler and who is not. How do you determine if someone qualifies to be in that in that union? Any well, anybody who is competing with certain companies okay even even with like smaller companies they, right they, they could theoretically join but they could they, they may not based on the income there right where it's like so i have, can see you have, that you have, you have worked in like reputable like companies right that we recognize as right. not outlaw bullshit right so like so like structure. so like these unions so like the unions these reps would go to certain companies and say hey let's, work let's, with let's us bring up, right let's bring up fcw okay as 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 the outlier okay they're in the promotion they work primarily in nevada or nevada i'm sorry i'm still you know kind of not there yet uh they primarily work in nevada and they may not have the certain income strata to be a member of the union but a person like chris bay who went from FSW and sign with Impact Wrestling, who may have a little more leniency on that. It's like you have worked with these smaller promotions like OVW and right. blah, blah, blah. We can track you. Right. They're not going to put somebody in there who's just there. Right. You, you have to, it's like tenure for teachers. Right. You have to have a certain number of years with working right. with companies that are or reputable else, right. that we see fit. Or, or else you say, hey, we work with these companies. And, you know, that brings up another problem, too, is that you want it to be company-centric because you might, if, 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 say, for example, NJPW signs with this union, Pro wrestling, no one might be like, I don't want to sign with that union. My competitors signed with that union. I see. Yeah. Uh, but so, what about, but the, the problem is with a company-centered union, and that's why I proposed a industry-wide union, is 
you're right, they're independent contractors. They jump from place to place. They're not going to sign with a company full time. So what happens then? Do they sign? They Let's say Sabu, because we brought him up, and I think Sabu is one of those outliers that's good for this discussion. Okay. He is his own entity. Right. He can sign with any company that he wants. He has only a couple of dates with Impact Wrestling. Right. What happens then? Is he a part of the Impact Wrestling Union for that specific amount of time? Does he still have to pay into it? You don't know. Right. And what would be the measure for that? Do you pay it per booking? Do you say, okay, like, you give us, like, five bucks per like, like, booking like or the something bo- like, like the that? union booking fee or whatever. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, what, how, how would that work? What right. if... You know, what they, if Sabu does get injured while working those two days? Right. For example, who the, who is who union wise covers Sabu? Right. Who's technically not signed with them? Right. You're thinking more of the people like your Cody's, MJF's, uh, Pentagons, whatever, who would be a part of the AEW union. Right. But what about the um, underground outliers who have a name? But are not protected, like a Rhino right. or a Rob Van Dam or a Sabu. Right. Um, my, my the reason why I propose that because Sabu is an entity signed with the overall professional right. wrestling union, right. Who works with these other companies for certain things, right? And wherever he goes, that union has that protection. It's like if you get injured in this show, this show, this show, you're protected with this, 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 whatever. Right. They sign these contracts with these different things. The pilots union, for instance, right. they're not. It's not. It's a, not a specific. It's not a specific airline. I feel like, union. right. I feel like that's a much better structure right. for a professional wrestler union than having a WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling specific unions. It, it just okay. wouldn't work that way. Right. And my proposal for that is have the cauliflower, the cauliflower alley club, right. run it because they are a governing body of retired wrestlers. Right. They would know it's a membership fee. It's almost like the Freemasons for professional wrestlers. Um, okay. They they do like funerals and stuff for a lot of them too, which is great. But they, I feel like they would be the non partisan they they a governing body right. and they're already established with a board of directors right. that would be able to run this union right and then they would just expand their operations and try to broaden their base right and then wrestlers could sign separate contracts for that right the other problem i see too is you need to approach the companies before you approach the wrestlers because yes. a lot of these companies will have clauses in all of their contracts which state a wrestler cannot join a union. What if that happens? You need well, to we don't, we don't, we, right. we don't see the contract. We don't know if that's, right. uh, if that's a thing. Right, right. But, but theoretically, that is a very, very high possibility. So you approach the companies first and say, hey, WWE, I want to help you with protecting your wrestlers. Please Allow them to join our union. Right. And, you know, I would love to have, like, a retired person or somebody come on the show and have a discussion with us because they're an insider. Right. Where we do not know the ins and outs of the professional wrestling business, um, at least to an extent to where this discussion could be had. So if 
uh, somebody like a Vince Russo, Jim Cornette, or something like that would be more than happy to come on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And we we can we can do a call in too. So you can right. so if you guys want to schedule a phone call, we can do call ins. We don't necessarily have to have you come into the studio here. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I mean, I obviously we'll set that up. But you know, it would be something that would be a great little debate for that discussion. Right. And I was thinking about that earlier. It'd be a really cool thing to have an insider kind of give yeah. their two cents about this very, very serious topic that I think a lot of people neglect to talk about. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, but yeah, I think I think we had an overall great discussion. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. So again. For the rest of this month, there's only one. Well, actually, it's not the rest of this month. It's next Sunday, which is March 1st. Next week is going to be AEW Revolution, and it's going to be Super Showdown. showdown. And then the week after that is going to be um, Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Is that Elimination Chamber? Yep. Is that the week after? No, that's Elimination Chamber. Okay. And then then maybe maybe it's Tiger Heights' turn to do a topic as well if there's only one show that week. But um, either way... I hope that you had enjoyed that discussion, and I will have uh, Tiger Height take it away. So if you guys join us on our Patreon, it's a $50 perk. You get to um, watch two classic pay-per-views a month with us, and we'll pick like the topic which you get to choose. And then we will be watching the Super Showdown and stuff live. So if you want to join us on watching the show, joining the discussion in the Discord and all of that, become a patron. Right. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. If you're in Vegas, uh, keep an eye out for Goldie. I am still the defending champion. I've had Goldie for all of – About a month and a half now. It's coming up on a month and a half. Yep, about a month and a half. So Peanut Gallery has the opportunity to win her either tomorrow – or not tomorrow at Super Showdown, but he could have like a three-day reign. Right. So uh, there we go. I really don't have anything else to plug or anything like that. And Please like, subscribe, and as always, be majestic. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Zone podcast, a majestic production. If you enjoyed this program, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms links in the description section of wherever you're watching this we are on all channels we will be doing this once at least a week and we will let you know when we go live also if you want to support us further and get great exclusive content including watch parties merchandise signings and any and all future shows become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash majestic p that again is patreon.com forward slash majestic p thank you guys for watching enjoy the rest of your day evening or morning and as always be majestic <laughs>